0: Well, thank you, Brother Terry, thank our choir and our praise team, and thank all of you for taking part in worship this morning. I pray that those who've tuned in by other means have have worshipped with us. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Deuteronomy, the book of deuter I'm, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, that's another sermon I'll share later. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29. We're going to look at Jeremiah 29, and we're um, going to look at um, a couple of verses, verses 11 through uh, 14a. we going to be reading either uh, the, Christian, the Holman Christian Standard translation this morning. I really like the way that it made this easy to understand. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for your disaster. To give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. May we pray. Father, thank you for an opportunity to have worshipped and now to hear your word. We pray we can just tune out the outside, the world outside, Father, and just keep our mind and focus upon our relationship with you. Thank you for what you're going to do in our time together this morning. And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be sharing some other scripture in just a few minutes. But this morning I'd like to speak to you in a sermon I've entitled, Encouragement for the Future. Encouragement for the Future. Uh, I want to dedicate this message to our 2023 graduating class. But I also pray that, that God will speak to all of us as we hear his word this morning. First of all, graduates, you've you've reached a milestone in life that God has purposed for you. No doubt in the past few days you've had some mixed emotions about graduating from high school. I mean, you're happy that uh, you're finally graduating from high school. But at the same time, perhaps you may be just a little sad in some ways. Maybe it's dawned on you perhaps several times that perhaps you've played the last football game or the last basketball game or the last baseball game if you were a team player. Or maybe as a cheerleader, you've chanted your last cheer at high school and probably Perhaps the saddest thing is that uh, you'll never be able to eat that lunchroom food anymore. (laughs) There'll be no more huddling around in the halls with favorite friends. Kindly go your separate ways. You come together occasionally. Some do. Some, some reluctantly don't. And so this is uh, this is an interesting time in your life. It's a happy time. But it's also a sad time. But in some ways, it can be a frightening time. It can be a scary time. Because you begin to think, well, what do I do now? What's going to happen now? What does the future look like for me? I mean, which way am I, which way am I headed? Which way am I supposed to go? I know what I think I want to do. I'm not for sure for th- about that. I know what I've been told I need to do. I really don't know the direction to go. And so the object of this message this morning in just a simple sentence is, how can I find encouragement? How can I find comfort for the future? And I want us to look at the context of Jeremiah chapter 29:11 through 14a. Kindly understand what Jeremiah is sharing in God's word. Jeremiah spoke these words to the Jews who had been been living under the domination of the Egyptians and the Babylonian Empire for several years. And these Jews, they were uncertain about their future. They really didn't know how everything was going to pan out. And this verse was Jeremiah's message that was inspired by God, the guidance of God to tell the people, That God's response is not an immediate answer. Rather, God just has a plan to prosper his people amid hardships and amid uncertainties in their life. And so today as a believer, if you're going through some tough times, if you're going through a challenging time, if you're going through a sorrowful time, you just need to grab hope of these verses. I challenge you just to uh, jot these verses down, underline them in your Bible. In fact, when you go out in the foyer, the Bible I placed out there has this passage of scriptures, Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven through 14a, highlighted in yellow. It's one that I go back to from time to time, and perhaps you'll want to do the same thing. And if you haven't done so already when you get home, I suggest that we just all go and highlight these verses in our Bible. So the question this morning is how can I find encouragement or how can I find comfort for the future? It's a real simple outline. If you're taking notes, number one, there is something I need to know, and that is God has a plan for me. You need to know that. God has a plan for you. You realize that that God created you with a purpose. For a purpose, with a plan. Everything that's created is created with a purpose. For a purpose. That seat you're sitting in had a purpose. And this microphone has a purpose. And this watch has a purpose. Everything has a purpose that's created or would never have been created. Everything created for a purpose, even you. And so you have a purpose in life. Nothing's created without purpose. Everything has a purpose. So regardless if, if, it's happy, if you're happy or sad or glad or sorrowful or uncertain about tomorrow, if you're just going through some tough times right now, God still has a plan for you. Don't ever forget that. The Lord never forgets his own. If you're a child of God today, you belong to the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus put it this way, if any man receives him, God's, his word says to anyone who receives him, to them he gives the power to become the sons of God, the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so God still has a plan for you. The Lord never forgets you. And so the Jews, they were going through this tough time. And, and how would you like to be? I got thinking about how would you like to be slaves to your enemies? Think of your enemies. Would you like to be a slave to them? And so from time to time, no doubt, these these slaves, these Jewish slaves, from time to time, they would hear those words of Jeremiah, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. The declaration from God, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. And you said, well, Brother Sammy, what's God's plan for me? Three things. First of all, he plans for your well-being. That's what the scripture says. He wants the best for you. He's planned for your well-being. He wants the very best for you. And secondly, if you all notice, he has a plan not for disaster. He's not going to harm you. He's not going to hurt you. God doesn't want you to be destroyed or anything terrible to happen to you. God wants you to, to have an abundant life here on this earth. He wants you to have a glorious life one day with him in heaven. John 10, verse 10 says it better this way. He says, the thief comes to steal and to kill. That's the devil. That's his purpose for you. He wants to steal. He wants to rob from you, your happiness, your marriage. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to live life to its fullest. He wants to help you in your schooling or or in your trade you have. He wants to help you with with searching and praying for a marriage partner. He wants to help you with uh, your children. He wants to help you on your job. He wants you to live an abundant life right now. And then one day after you die and leave this earth, He wants you to be with Him forever in heaven. He doesn't have anything against you. He has everything for you. He wants you to live an abundant life. And so remember that he he has plans for your well-being, but he doesn't want disaster for you, but he wants you to have an abundant life on earth and a glorious, eternal life with him in heaven. He wants to give you a future. The Bible says here in Nehemiah chapter 29, verse 11, verse 12, he wants to give you a future and a hope. And so God's working with a motive for your life. And his motive, his objective is for you to have an abundant life here on earth, a glorious life with him in heaven. You know, Romans 8, 28, speaking of that objective for your life, it just simply says this. The Bible says, and we know, it's a promise, that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Not all things are good. Bible also says in this world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But God says everything that happens in your life, I'm going to work it out for good if you belong to me. Oh, what a promise. That's a promise, and this we know. It's not just a cliche we say, but it's a promise. And when you see this as a promise, that whatever comes to me in my life faces the all-scrutinizing eyes of God, passes his eyes, he sees all the good and what is in the bad, and then he, for whatever purpose, lets it come on to me. But when it gets to me, I know the good's been worked out, goods are coming, and I live by faith until the good gets to me. So God, God wants us to have an abundant life on earth. He's working with a motive. All things are working together for one objective, the good of those who love God. Romans 8, verse 28. And that's his purpose. That's his plan for you. And so how can I find encouragement and comfort for the future? First of all, there's something I need to know, that God has a plan, he has a purpose for me, for my well-being, not for my disaster. And God's motive is always for my good. Number two. There's something that I need to do. Not only is there something I need to know, but there's something that I need to do. Verse 12 says, in Jeremiah 29, verse 12 says, simply says that we need to pray. He says, pray and and come to me. So we need to pray. So let me ask you this. When was the last time that you prayed? When's the last time that you prayed about uh, your graduation. When's the last time you prayed about uh, where you're going after graduation, what your plans are after graduation? When's the last time you just prayed about your situation, whatever it might be? Have you been praying? Jeremiah 33, verse 3. We talked about this last Wednesday night, a couple of weeks ago. This says this. This is known as God's telephone number related to by so many. It says... Scripture says, call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. You know, before you get a prayer answered, you have to pray, and so he says, listen, here's what you need to know. I have a plan for you. Here's what you have to do. You have to pray. You have to talk to me, and and, and prayer is, prayer is not doubt. Dial- prayer is a It's not a monologue, just one person talking all the time. It's a dialogue between two people. So every every now and then, just be quiet and listen for the Lord to speak to you. And he'll speak to you if you'll listen. So when you get your heart right with God, then he'll hear your prayers. And that's important. But if you have hate in your life and bitterness in your life, unforgiveness and envy, God won't hear you when you pray. Psalm 66, verse 6, simply says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, if I have sin in my life, the Lord will do what? He'll not hear me. Okay? He'll not hear me. Psalm 66, verse 6, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But listen to 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so what we need, we need to pray. We need to listen to God. We need to have a cleansed heart when we pray. So there's something I need to know God has a plan for me. There's something I need to do, and that is to pray. And then there's, last and finally, there's someone that I need to find, and that's found in verse 13. There's someone you need to find if you haven't found him already, and that's God. Do you know God? Not that you know about God but do you know him? Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? You're supposed to love the Lord God, pray with all of your heart and soul and mind and body and spirit. You need to, you need, you need to pray with your whole heart. Wholeheartedness is the, the quality that's required to really seek after God. Seek after him with your whole heart. And so to find the Lord, you must... Must be, he must be your true objective. You, you, you say, I must talk to the Lord today. I have to speak to the Lord. I have to hear from God today. That, that has to be the first priority in your life. And so seek the Lord, he says, and find the Lord. You have, to, you have to search with your whole heart, meaning your entire nature, your mind, your will, your total being, seeking after the Lord. And then third, I jotted down, you have to be willing to to turn from the spiritual indifference that you may have right now and be sincere about your relationship with the Lord. And so the point is you have to respond to his call on your life. God's created you with a purpose and a plan. He has a plan for you, doesn't want to hurt you, doesn't want to harm you, but uh, he wants to see you through whatever that he has in store for you. So he has a plan, and God's listening for you to pray and call out to him, and then he's ready, the Bible says, to be found of you. Are you have you searched for the Lord? Have you talked to the Lord? Have you have a, do you have a relationship with the Lord? Well, if you don't, you can begin that today. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that today. He's willing and, He's willing and able to save you today. And if you're not a Christian today, I pray that today before you leave here, that you can say, hey, I've asked Christ to come into my life and save me. Let's bow our heads together for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity we've had just to come together and worship today and, and also celebrate with our graduates from Phil Campbell from Russellville and their other graduates all over our county. And Lord, I know they need encouragement. They need comfort. They need direction. And so I pray today, Lord, as um, I've shared your word, I pray, Lord, that'll be a go-to verse, not only for our graduates, but for every person here. Lord, we know you have something special for us. And we thank you, Lord. We're just just not uh, wandering around uh, on this old earth without any guidance. But those who put their faith and trust in you, we have a destination that we're headed for. And so, but until then, Lord, you're going to lead us in the direction that we need to go here. And so we pray, Lord, today that uh, we'll realize that you do have a plan for us. Help us to pray and help us to seek you. Hold hardly in our life. I pray for each person here this morning. Thank you for what you're going to do in our time together during this invitation hymn. And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.